Welcome to Look What She Built, where we show you examples of what an iconic woman leader looks like. I'm your host, Jamie Rowe, and I'm so excited to have you here. I created Look What She Built because I want to celebrate the bold, the brave, and badass women who are doing business in their own way. In this podcast, we're going to interview and celebrate these women business owners, as well as bring on experts that can help us dive deep on topics like sales, self-care, money mindset, and more. So let's dive in and show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Rowe from Look What She Built Podcast. I have a special guest with me today, Trish Kane. Trish, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? Good, good. You know, I'm going to ask you what I ask uh, everyone else is, what did you have for breakfast today? Um, oatmeal and a protein bar. I <laughs> eat the same thing every day. It's pretty lame. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> totally. We know it works, right? This works. Yeah, like- exactly. Oh, <laughs> I get Get the right amount of calories in and the right amount of macros so I could function at my best. (laughs) (laughs) Great. So Trish, you have started Lady Boss Apparel and Boss Babe Supplements and other things. I feel like you're like this Renaissance woman. You can do so many different things and such an amazing story that I want to talk about. But um, yeah, tell us a little bit more about, I know those are just two things, but I know there's so much more here. Um, yeah, I grew up in New York and um, Long Island, and I was in New York until I was 29, and then I was in South Florida for six and a half years, and then I've been in Denver for a year, and I've had a lot of different jobs, so um, I felt like, you know, just I'm really good at starting things and like learning from the beginning and, and building things and always been in sales or marketing or kind of like all the above at once. So the last year I really, I took a, a leap of faith, resigned from corporate America and just started starting all my own things. <laughs> oh, that's I love a little that. bit about me. That's awesome. I love that. And there's like, there's this calling, right? For you to do this, mm-hmm. have this amazing experience. So, I mean, Trish and I met at a party <laughs> And I think we just kind of clicked, like everything just came yes. together and we're like, we need to talk more. We need to like, what's going on here with the energy between the two of us. So um, if you could share just what happened to you, I don't know what year, what year was this, that this major event happened? So um, it was exactly seven years ago today. You're kidding. Yeah. Um, so it kind of started tonight. How cool is that, that we're talking about this right now when it's exactly seven years ago and cycles are seven years. So it's really closing this chapter for me today, tomorrow and the next day. So yeah, um, I was found on November 16, 2014, non-responsive. My mom just had a feeling something happened to me and had a wellness check done on me. My intention that night was to have a glass of wine early and go out, have a couple of drinks and go home and go to bed early. (laughs) So that way I could relax on Sunday and go to work early on Monday. And basically like I'm an alcoholic and an addict. So what happens is (laughs) my brain tricks me into having a drink, but it never looks like that. Once I start, I can't stop. Um, So I wound up 
having that glass of wine and uh, I remember pouring it. I called up the drug dealer and met up with him so I could get some cocaine. Um, and I took some other like pills that night. And basically at this point, every day, Jamie, I was like doing Adderall during the day and taking cocaine at night and like not sleeping, um, not really functioning, but thinking I was functioning and just, I was so miserable and um, uh, how dark it is before dawn. So uh, basically, yeah, they found me sitting straight up. I had thrown up and um, choked on it. But since I was sitting up, like it wasn't as bad as if I was laying down, um, my heart stopped. And after that, I laid in a 10 day coma on life support where they told my mom and dad, like, I'm sorry, like she's not gonna make it. And if she does, she's definitely gonna be brain dead um, because I just didn't have oxygen for so long. And my body temperature was 86 degrees when I woke up, like that's unheard of. I mean, that's hypothermia, um, but that's actually part of the reasons that I'm still here. <laughs> I had the AC all the way up, and I remember saying to myself, like, my mom would kill me if she knew I had the AC on this temperature. <laughs> I'm like, she's in New York. She won't know, because I was at her house in Florida. <clears throat> and um, I also didn't remember this right away, but, like, later on, I remember I remembered that I said to myself, don't lay on your back because you have so many friends that have died like that. And like the room was spinning and stuff. So like, I was actually straight up. I was so messed up. I couldn't find anything I remember. Um, but it was wild because, so when I did wake up 10 days later, I didn't remember anything. I didn't remember my ATM pin. I didn't remember what happened that night. They were asking me, my mom and dad, all these questions. And I really didn't understand. And um, I, <laughs> I remember they took the tube out of my throat and they put me in the MRI machine. I had two strokes. So I had bilateral watershed strokes. Um, and basically like they had to hold me up with, um, you know, with uh, belts and show me how to walk and they showed me how to eat and they showed me how to go to the bathroom. And for like three months, I went to like, you know, physical therapy, occupational therapy, speech therapy. But um, so one of the important things is that when I was in the coma or when I was dead, that's what I really wanted to talk about, right? So obviously like I had like this whole transformation, like I just did a half marathon three weeks ago. Like I couldn't even walk, you know what I mean? It's crazy. And I know that I'm here to inspire people and to help them. To, to be the best versions of themselves. If I can do it, you could do it. But also to spread the message of God, angels, spirit, whatever you want to call it, wherever I went that night or that day was another uh, plane of existence. So when I woke up, I said to my dad, I am so sorry to tell you this. Your sister passed away. And he was like, what are you talking about? I just talked to her a half hour ago. Anyways, Jamie, I stayed up for days. I was so scared to go back to sleep. I was so scared to go back to sleep because of um, being in a 10 day coma. I thought I was invincible 100%. You know, you never think it's gonna happen to you. Um, yeah, so anyways, I was on this boat on this like gondola boat. And um, I 
I thought my aunt was with me for some reason. And um, at the end of the, like, we were like in this like tunnel cave thing on a boat. And at the end of it, um, there was like a big gray, um, like stone wall and up, up there was Christmas. Everybody was celebrating Christmas. And wherever I was, they were trying to fix it because I saw what I thought were my aunt's feet and they were blue, they were like purple. And um, I was like, oh my God, my aunt died, you know? And they were like, there was like the, this like little like angel dude and then this beautiful angel woman. She was very quiet. He was very vocal and being like, it's not supposed to happen like this. It's not supposed to happen like this. And um, they were trying to fix it because she wasn't supposed to die now. It wasn't the time. Anyways, I went up to Christmas for a little bit and they were all celebrating up there and I was trying to tell them that my aunt passed away. And um, nobody was listening to me or could hear me like they were celebrating. And um, then, so that's like the end of the, the whole thing that I experienced, you know what I mean? One day I'll write this whole thing out so that I could share with people like better, like a detailed detail. But like, I mean, it is the most, it was the most powerful thing I've ever experienced because after my dad said that he just spoke to her, that made no sense to me because I saw her feet and she was 100% dead. And I stayed up for days trying to figure out what that was. And I figured out that that was my feet and that I was having an outer body experience because I did leave my body for a little bit because I did die. They resuscitated me twice. And that that was me looking at my feet, but I just thought that they were my aunt's feet for some reason. She is my godmother here on earth. Um, <laughs> we do have the same feet. I'll say that. Um, we have my grandmother's feet. Thank you, grandma, for the cute feet. <laughs> um, and it, it was the most powerful thing. And then I felt so bad. I said, dad, did you tell her? And he said, of course I told her. And I'm like, oh my God. And she showed up a couple of days later and I told her, those were not your feet. Those were my feet, you know? And um, it was just so powerful. And the doctors told me like, you have angels. And I knew exactly who they were. Because there's no way that you could come back from that. Um, any doctor that that if he was there or saw my medical stuff, my uncle who's in the medical profession um, and other neurologists and doctors are like, how are you here right now? Let alone communicating with us. And I know I'm not the only one. I know there's other stories. Um, I've had the blessing of being able to come into contact with other people. Um, we all have very similar stories, you know, like, um, when you go there, it's it's not scary. It's just beautiful. And it's not something that we as humans can entirely comprehend because we have like this like 3D experience and we're like in like this like 5D, 6D world. Um, and it's, so I think that I was up there with like the angels and ancestors and stuff and that they weren't able to hear me because it's kind of like angels here on earth. We can't hear them. We can kind of, we get signs, right? If we're looking, we get signs, but it's like they couldn't hear me because I wasn't exactly there yet. And <laughs> that's like my angels around me. I get vibes from them. I get signs from them. I can't hear them word for word, but like I can tap into that power. I think that 
that's kind of me being there. Like I wasn't 100% there. I was kind of like in both places at once. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was my experience with that. And that was like literally the beginning of the most like paramount part of my existence for the next seven years has been like my growth through spirituality and finding my uh, definition of God, which is really just love. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. And two, and think, what an amazing story. Thank you first for sharing that. I know that's not always, you've probably shared it so many times at this point, but I'm sure it still brings up some feelings and what has happened because it was such a powerful experience. And think about two is our bodies regenerate every single cell every seven years. So today, today Trish, you are a whole new person compared to the woman who was 86 degrees temperature sitting upright when they found you basically dead. You were, yeah. dead. you don't know for how long, right? How many? I don't know. They like found me. Right. They resuscitated me twice. So like I was like flatlining. Yeah. I basically had a heart attack too because my heart stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And <gasps> You're, yeah, I know. Right. And you're here, you're here to like spread all this beautiful, inspirational connections in with people. And, and it's interesting that you were on a boat on water, like the river sticks or something. Like I think of like Hecate, you know, who I was for Halloween, right? cool. you know, the, the yeah. people um, back and forth with her torch. And anyway, just really interesting. Um, and then the two angels, there was a man, you said the woman was quieter. Who were they, do you think? I don't know. Like the guy looked like an Oompa Loompa, but not purple, like from like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> like, <laughs> or an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, like one of the Oompa Loompas, but like not, cause like he was like short and like stocky a little bit and she was like tall and beautiful. Like, you know, like, and she had it all under control, this woman. Like she, I don't know who they were. But she had it all under control. She was just like, just seemed so confident that she was able, and she was like doing stuff to fix it. <laughs> like, I guess to bring me back. <laughs> and he was like, oh my God, like, no, it's not supposed to happen like this. And I'm sure as heck that there was uh, definitely no, like the paramedics weren't saying that, you know what I mean? That's not something the paramedics would have said or anything. And like, nobody would have said that. So it's not like I was hearing that because you're still to totally conscious mm -hmm. um even though like you're unconscious like your being is conscious of all the things that are happening around you when you're in a coma and when you're like that you know yeah absolutely and my I'm gonna close my door sorry everyone oh, sure I have a dog that also has a podcast and he's having a conference call right now he participates sometimes in the podcast but that's awesome um, <laughs> dogs are great um yeah. so with this is that, um, and on, I know Netflix had a special on, I think it was just called death maybe. And maybe really? where they just people who have basically died and come back, I'll have to find it. I'll share it with you. Yeah. And I've rewatched it so many times. It was uh, during the pandemic and it was so beautiful to hear all the stories and all the similarities too in it. Like wow. you were saying, all the similarities, but there's a reason of course mm -hmm. how that happened. And what the work that you're doing now and all I, when I, every time I talk to you, I feel like the energy of the ideas bubbling up, you have so much to share. Like, you know, you're here, like this greater appreciation mm. 
of what's really happening here and why you're supposed to be here. So, so talk to me about the, the calling. The calling is what happened seven years ago, so to speak, like this moment in time, this, this, this line in your lifeline, so to speak, of just stop <laughs> yep. what you're doing right now and, and moving forward. So talk to me how, how lady boss and then boss babe, how did this roll into where it is today? So I've been saying lady boss for years and uh, like a couple months ago, like six months ago, I went online. I was like, I need a shirt that says lady boss and I couldn't find anything. So I was like, I wonder if anyone has a trademark on lady boss and no one had a trademark on lady boss apparel. So I went, I trademarked it and then I just started designing stuff. And I, I literally started from scratch, figuring out how to do it, how to make a company on the phone with lawyers um, patent people. And like, just, I just started designing stuff, um, and just built the thing from scratch really. And the same thing with boss babe supplements, that's going to launch next month. Basically, um, I want to really bridge the gap between, um, like most people don't know what you're supposed to take and when they just don't, I didn't know. I remember walking to a supplement store feeling underqualified and scared of like the intimidating fit people in there <laughs> and being like, Oh my God, what's going to happen. So I want to like bridge the gap for women to understand like, all right, you put BCAAs in your water, and then you drink a little bit, then go work out and drink it as you're working out, and then you're done. And then you could put a scoop of protein, you know, and then obviously vitamins. I've been taking so many vitamins since seven years ago. I take so many vitamins. So I'm like, all right, we'll do vitamins and just like, you know, all those things. And women don't get enough protein mostly. Um, we really don't. Um, we need a lot more than you'd ever be able to even put in your body in a day. <laughs> You're working out. I know. Yeah. No, I yeah. do protein shakes in the morning just because just to get enough. So start the day off with a bunch of protein. Which yeah. That's good or bad, but it works. It's good. Stuff. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. It's good for your digestive system and everything else. I'm not like a health, uh, like a dietitian or anything. I have no credentials for that. I just have worked with nutritionists and in like, you know, basically with other athletes and stuff like that for years and like have been trial and erroring for years with myself and my activities. So I just like, no, it's so good for my digestive system and I feel more energized when I'm getting enough protein and yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. how's your, and I know these are, are pretty newer, right? But the whole, since like seven years of what the fears that kind of you've encountered and some obstacles. I mean, you're learning how to walk. You're learning how to speak. Wasn't your speech affected also? This, I didn't move back and forth. It was like droopy. I remember them telling me you could get surgery to like lift up the lid. So I would sit there for hours, Jamie, and just like lift my lid up. Like, so that way I would never have to get that. Um, Cause I was like, I don't want to get surgery. Like, oh my God, you know? And I just kept thinking, what did I do to myself? How did this happen? You know? <laughs> um, yeah, like for three months, it was really hard to open up a refrigerator or a microwave. Cause you know, the microwave is usually above the oven. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't like put my arm up. This arm especially didn't go up. It still struggles. That's pretty much the only problem that I have. Um, I think it was at about three years uh, sober. I started doing CrossFit and that helped me so much. 
because <laughs> um yeah I remember like I would have like the barbell in a front rack and it would just fly out of my arms and I remember one of the coaches being like I've never seen anything like this before and I'm like it's neurological <laughs> story how much time do you have yeah, totally. me all day <laughs> yeah no CrossFit is great I think if it's done properly and it's I love CrossFit personally but I've seen so many people get injured when they they don't hold their form right and they're speeding through things but if you like yes. take time and just really enjoy that process and just yeah. what your body can do you can find your edges pretty quickly yeah CrossFit. it's crazy like I could I could barely even squat the bar at 35 pounds and sure. my one rep max is 165 what? and I just back yeah squat. back squat oh. yeah mm. I know I just weighed myself the other day and I was 131 so that's pretty good <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit you know that's okay I guess that's amazing You're- I know it's crazy yes. um well, like deadlift is like 240. Oh, yeah. Clean and jerk is like 125, I think, which is like, wow. Friends that are a lot stronger than me, but that's really good for where I came from to where I'm at, you know, and I'm not really doing CrossFit anymore, but because like you said, it's like the crazy movement doing it as fast as possible. I'm taking things more easy now. (laughs) No, That's so smart. That's sometimes I'm the last person to finish just because uh, especially like a clean and jerk. I'm like, I don't want to like mess up my form. Cause that could really do a lot of damage. So what, why let the 30 yeah. year old guys with their shirts off, go for it. And then like, <laughs> yeah, go for it. But the, the process too, of you becoming, you know, we talk yeah. a lot about, you know, masculine, feminine yeah. type of goals, especially when working with clients, you know, that masculine, that performance focused direction, smart goals, but there's yeah. also this process in the feminine of what are we becoming? in ourselves, in our bodies, who we are. And so there was a process from the the sitting upright, basically dead to seven years now where you are. So what has that becoming? What have you become, I guess, in that, and still becoming, obviously we're always still becoming, but what does that look like? I feel like um, the masculine saved my life in so many ways within myself because I've been through so much trauma in addition to what happened that day um and just from being around a lot of like toxic people like the masculine kind of always protected me through all this allowed me to accomplish so much like I got an MBA in sobriety I you know did triathlons crossfit competitions like um the Spartan trifecta you know and like always having stuff to look forward to and kick ass at has protected me until like the last year and a half. Have I even found out that there was a such thing as femininity? (laughs) When I really started tapping into like different spiritual modalities, um, like theta healing, Reiki, meditation, um, and yeah, different kinds of like meditation. Um, And also I guess too, like the feminine, like helping people has always been such a big, part of um me becoming <clears throat> really like having like sponsees in the 12-step fellowship that I practice and taking those girls through and showing them how to live because really I had basically no life skills before um I kind of did like I knew how to do the laundry and stuff but and cook but 
Um, really, it was just to people please and stuff. So I feel like um, really like spirituality has um, really helped me to like dig into my inner feminine and tap into that and um, has like carried me through to self-love. And that was the biggest journey and battle ever, Jamie. I feel like the last three months, maybe only, do I absolutely love myself and adore myself for who I am and like my entire inside and outside are both reflecting that for the first time and my throat chakra is completely activated like I will say whatever I'm thinking <laughs> and just keeping all that going <laughs> oh, I love that so much and that's that's the raw right that's the I feel like if I met Trish eight years ago mm. I wouldn't even recognize you I you would not recognize me no if I had a different face, you would not recognize me. I was like an angry, uh, mad, upset, um, full of guilt and shame, disappointed, like hiding behind everything individual. And I was dying on the inside and on the outside. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What a great journey you've gone through and brave. I mean, this isn't easy. This is big stuff because you could have gone right back to where you were or or worse and you decided so to many people yeah. so many people so I think I just I know three I just found out somebody else passed away like from this disease like a couple days ago I found out three in one day but one of them happened like a while ago he was like Mr. California or Mr. Nevada or something I didn't even know he passed away I forget what state he Colorado maybe he might have been Mr. Colorado actually pageant for dudes yeah like weightlifting or bodybuilding weightlifting I think yeah oh, I, I just found that. out I think he is Mr. Colorado he, I found out he passed away and two other people that I know I'm like oh my god so that totals me up to in the last seven years 163 people that I know that have died from this disease when you say disease you say addiction alcohol yeah. drug whether it's drinking and driving getting hit by a car because they were drunk dying from a heroin overdose, a pill overdose. So they're putting stuff in the pills now too. Like any drugs you get off the street could be laced with fentanyl. Even if it's like a pain pill, they actually make those in labs too. And they'll tell you they're from like the bottle. Um, and just, I worked in a treatment center for a year and a half. And from being in recovery and around so many people in recovery, like people die all the time. It's, it's traumatic actually. Yeah. It's traumatic. Yeah. Traumatic. And thank you for doing the work that you do. Thank you. I feel like you're helping, you're putting a hand out and helping them up when they're in the deepest of the pits. I Um, love doing that. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to be doing. I feel like too. Yeah. And like, I feel like people always call me when they're really done. They don't call me when they're like out and about and getting wrecked. They call me when they're really done and they really want help. So that's amazing. And they're ready. They're ready. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this has been awesome. I, I I feel like we could talk for so much longer. I do want to do a speed round with you. Are you up for it? Sure. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, great. <laughs> okay. And these are just first things that come to mind uh, with these. Okay. The first one's always a softball. So what's your favorite movie or your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book's actually right here. Seven <laughs> Planes of Existence. So this is actually one of the books for theta healing. And actually, I think I was around 
here probably <laughs> in the fifth or sixth plane okay. with like the spirits. And then I really like the sixth plane because that's the laws of the universe. Wow. Okay. I just wrote it down. Totally reading that. It's on the list. Yes. yes I love that. Okay. It's awesome. the best. Um, what's some things, what's something most people don't know about me? Ooh, I'm an introvert. <laughs> I'm very outgoing, but I'm such an introvert. I have to like shut it down sometimes and go disappear because I need time to myself. Yeah. Kind of re-energize yourself, especially when yeah. you have people, I saw you at the party. I, I like, that's not like my first, I would think that you're my extrovert, but I can, yeah introverts me being an ambivert but I lean towards introversion is I can work a room but I'd be just as happy sitting in the corner and hanging out with a good friend like one good yes you know yeah yeah I like to hang out with my dog I don't know where he went but (laughs) I totally like love animals so much I'd rather be hanging out with animals I feel like I have a better conversation with them sometimes than humans because they understand me yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I, many times I have full conversations with my uh, chihuahua who's sitting next to me right now, but I did find out <laughs> that he's going bl- blind and deaf and he has oh. been for a while, but now I'm like, this is a one-sided conversation only. <laughs> I mean, it oh. always, but right. Exactly. He okay. feels it though. They can feel that energy. Yeah. yeah. More, they're more intelligent than we know. I think they can sense a lot yes. more that we pick, then we give them credit for. So number three is I tap into my feminine radiance when I, when I'm around the right men, like I can tell if a guy is good for me, if I go on a date with them, or if I'm just around them, if I feel like I'm in my feminine versus if I have to be in my masculine, I can tell the kind of person that they are based on my reaction, which is kind of like automatic. That's, if that makes sense that makes so much sense as i'm dating right now um is that when <laughs> i'm in a strong masculine presence then i kind of drop in i feel safer to be yes. raised i even like i was sorry as a side thing like someone didn't open the door for me i know that sounds weird but it was like in the first 10 minutes of meeting and i was like mm, you're not an oak tree because i see yeah. like the oak tree anyway that's interesting okay and we're back i love that Okay. To me, sales is? Sales is just being yourself. Being yourself. I used to think sales was putting on, you know, a front, this, that, the other thing. Sales to me is just being yourself. If you believe in the product then, or the service, then it's not even sales, it's relationships. It's really like, if I believe in something, I can sell it. And if I don't, then there's no way. There's no way. Yeah, it's I about, yeah relationships and networking and stuff like that. Yeah, really, yeah, serving relationships and really leaning yeah. into what you could do for someone else and help them, and it's a good product service. Love it. Okay, and serving's last, a good word. What is serving's a good word for it? I like yeah. that. Yeah, when it comes down to it, and if you don't feel like you're serving, then you probably shouldn't be selling the service or product that you have. <laughs> exactly. Okay, last one. My greatest hope for the world is? For everyone to come together and be one and be like nice to each other and love and world peace and just peace. No more fighting and stuff like that and no more division. Just everyone to accept everyone for who they are and just be loving. (laughs) And that's really it. (laughs) Simple love. 
Yeah, I, I mean, accepting others, you know, just coming down to being empathetic, right? Empathetic to others, and then we can accept them so much easier. It's, we're all, I love that. We're all people, we all peeps. Yeah. Um, this has been so fun. Um, Trish, I just celebrate you. Um, I know that you've been through a lot, and I know that that's to serve you and others in this world, but um, keep doing what you're doing, please. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Trish. And thank you everyone for listening. And yeah. next time. Bye-bye. Bye, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to this conversation. I'm Jamie Rowe with Look What She Built, the one and only podcast that celebrates the brave, bold, and badass women who are doing business their way and telling us about it. Until next time, go show the world what an iconic woman looks like. Please share this with three women because we all need to share positive messages in the world. And if you want to learn more, please connect with me on social at Impact to Income.